Hi, this is Steve Springer, and this is Worshiping God God's Way, and we are taking a look at chapter 4. The title of this chapter was The Worshiping Servant, God's Priority. In this verse, it's actually Matthew 4, 9, and 10. The devil is talking to Jesus, and the devil says this. He goes, I will give you all of this if you'll bow down and worship me. And Jesus says to him, go away, Satan. The scripture says, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Before Jesus begins his ministry, he lays down some guidelines. He says this, you bow down or you stand and you serve. That kind of confirms God's plan for all creation. You know, we make effort to serve. We also need to make effort to worship. But the word serve in this verse is not the word worship. The word serve is laterio. It's not persukineo. The word service It's the Greek word that means to serve for hire. They would come and they would perform services and they would get paid to do so. The word is relating to, you know, a person who is a worshiper, of course, but he's doing something. When he's there, he's serving, he's helping. But at the same time, he's saying, is my worship really service? Well, bowing down before God on your face before the Lord, that is a type of service in itself. But I want to point out two verses, Romans 12, 1, where Paul says to present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing. This is your priestly service. Now I'm going to point that out again, but it, you have to note that it's a priestly service. That priestly service comes from Ezekiel 44, verses 15 through 16, where you hear the person writing, come near to me and minister to me, the Lord says, stand before me, offering the fat and the blood. Now, the fat and the blood references Jesus because it's Jesus's body, it's his blood, but it also references the ministry of the priesthood, which meant you take the sacrifice, you chop it up, you take the fat of the lamb, you raise it up, you lift your hands up and you wave it before the Lord, a wave offering, You present praise, and you bring that all before God's presence, and you honor him with it. You serve him with it. And it does represent the body and the blood of forgiveness in Jesus. But in various translations, though, and what I want to point out is the word service is often replaced with the word worship. But when you look at the history of the text, you look at a lot of translations, you do the study, you look it up and you see what it's saying. It doesn't always imply worship. It doesn't do that. It's implying service. The word service is connected to the word they shall stand. Like when you read it in Ezekiel, it talks about standing before the Lord offering. When Paul in Romans 12.1 talks about presenting yourself He's talking about standing. Now, what's important is in Romans 12, the picture really is of a person who stands before a table as one who is waiting on the table, wanting to take a person's request, so to speak. Like when you go into a restaurant, there's a person that comes to your table. He's the waiter. He waits on you. In this case, The waiter in this verse is not telling the Lord what to order. He's not telling God what to do. He's asking him what he wants. Paul isn't suggesting in Romans 12, 1, 
Or is he referring to worship? He's not saying service is worship. He's saying that what you do when you come to the Lord and you wait on him, you are serving him. That is a service to the master, but he doesn't confuse the two. But the main point of this, I think, the point we need to carry away is that God wants our attention when we come into his presence. He wants us to be alert and thinking, what do you want us to do with our time before you? And really, it's the most important premise for worship as well, because when you come in to worship the Lord, even though you're bowing on your face and you're waiting in his presence, I mean, you don't have to be asking for anything, but you are waiting. You're before the Lord. Worship really demands more than a program service, and serving the Lord, waiting at his table before him, also demands more. Now, I just want to share this But in Joshua 5.13, we see the picture of Joshua heading to the battlefield of Jericho. He's got everything ready to go. He's armor, plans, sword. He's on his way. He's on the road. He's heading into battle, but he meets heaven's commander. The first thing he does is he takes off his battle shoes and he falls to the ground. The task of the battle, the idea of what is ahead of him, everything he had been preparing to do, he puts on hold. Even battle strategies, I'm sure he had battle strategies. He might have been even carrying them in his hands. But at that moment, there's no importance to it. There's no, there's no reason because he's heading to a place before heaven's commander. And when you come to a place of worship, Worship trumps warfare. The battle, in reality, is already won. And if you think about it, who would be down before God, before Jesus, worshiping at his feet and be distracted by the world's problems and calamities, the world's issues? You see, when Mary came into Simon's house and saw Jesus... She fell at his feet. She began to pursue Neo. It was a heaven-styled worship. The whole idea behind it is that the ministry and the problems that associated with that, the atmosphere, the catastrophic events that had taken place or were coming, governments and physical surroundings, it all just washes away. The time loses all meaning when you're in that place of worshiping him. That's what's important to learn about this. The service part of this scripture, you shall worship God, you shall serve him. Those are two separate things. You know, offering worship to God is only possible because of the blood of the lamb. It's If Jesus hadn't bled and died for us, worship wouldn't even matter. Without the death and resurrection of Jesus, what would it matter to bow down? It, it wouldn't. If we deny the service of bowing, now listen to this. Is careful. This is important. Bowing down is also a service to him. We can't forget about that. Because if we forget about serving Jesus in that place, bowing before him and waiting in his presence, it's like a rejection. You almost put this thing on Jesus that you're rejecting him because you won't do that. Now he's not insecure. But the problem is, we might be rejecting his lordship if we don't do that. Bowing matters. It brings power to the blood and the life of Jesus. And he, in turn, 
shares that with us. 